Good afternoon. Looks like we're connected. Good afternoon, Mr. Jordheim. How are you, sir? How are you, Kamiar? <clears throat> ah, same old, same old. That's good. So we're, we're live on Anchor, talking with Kamiar Shamohamadi from World Consulting and various other ventures. So we're going to catch up with Kamiar and talk to him, particularly about operations management and fun stuff like that. We've been working together since I think we, we must have been teenagers, or at least it felt like we were teenagers <laughs> when we started working together. <laughs> so, so what have you been up to? Uh, Introduce yourself again. Well, uh, as, as you so nicely introduced me, my name is Kamiya. I have been in digital uh, business management for a very long time, I would say about 15 years. Uh, you and I have known each other for that long, at, at least that long. So, at least. Yeah. Uh, we have some more stories to tell, no? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, it, it's, and, and I'll interrupt you just a second because it's fun to tell people stories of when we were the cowboys on the open range of the uh, internet marketing uh, sunrise before they fenced things in and built the trains and came in with the towns. That's right. That's right. No, it was the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> and they days. drove us off the range. That's right. That's right. But we have evolved into other things. So yeah, we survived. That's right. That's right. That's the secret to, to, to a good career, right? Uh -huh. Adapt and, and, and evolve. Yeah, and I know you're doing some some amazing stuff now, helping people figure out their operations and their marketing and how they tie all of their zillions of tech pieces together. So it's pretty fun. Yes, yes. It, it evolved into that. As you know, uh, digital marketing was what I started in. And as time passed, I realized, you know, there are... There's more to do. Uh, there is the, the evolution and integration of internet started influencing our companies, our smaller companies in general function, distributed workforces that use advanced digital methodology to, to interact and get work done. So I inherently learned uh, and evolved into uh, uh, operation management and, and remote team management which uh, proved itself very similar to uh, many aspects of digital marketing because the basics of project management in, in marketing do nicely translate into uh, operational management. And it has been very successful. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a one-man show, as you know, but it's a, um, over time I have discovered that there is so much more to be done operationally uh, to help even the marketing get better results, have more efficient ways of getting things done and making your teams buzz along with effectiveness and efficiency. Well, and I, th and I think that was a very astute uh, observation early on as we started reinventing different marketing things and started implementing tools that were new and some of them worked and some of them didn't. And we put all kinds of pressure on the organizations we worked for to, to really change how they operated because what was happening in marketing and, and in customer acquisition and in data management, I mean, all those things put so much pressure on organizations. 
So part two, talking to Kamiar about technology <laughs> and operations, which is hilarious. We just got dropped again from, I don't know whether it's my cell service or the Wi-Fi I'm on or the app we're working on or the network or, right? So talk, talk about when you need technology, it doesn't work, right? It's hilarious, right? <laughs> oh, technology is great, Rip. It's all silent now. Where did it go? <laughs> No, it is. And I mean, you see that you see this kind of a blowback when when you are heavily involved in in having technology in every aspect of your business. When something goes wrong, uh, there are still those old fashioned business owners that think it's the technology's fault. Right. As opposed to, yes, it's not perfect, but uh, it is evolving. And in that process, you know, there are. Um, some uh, some challenges that you have to overcome, be it dropped from a call or or catching a virus, uh, it happens, and you just yeah. have to deal with it. And somebody along the way made a decision that they were going to throttle Wi-Fi at at this location <laughs> under these circumstances. Yes, yes. And I don't know. Right? They they plugged in there somewhere, and if Tron and Kamiya are talking, we're going to throttle that call. So. <laughs> 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 no, but again, it's 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 unfortunate that uh, sometimes the shortcomings in technology uh, bring about unnecessary changes that 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 have long term impact. Uh, you see that in organizations a lot. You see uh, errors and mistakes being blamed on technology where it really isn't. You know, it's technology is only as effective or as beneficial as the end user. So, and then you see a end user making a mistake and then the decision makers deciding it's technology's fault and get rid of the technology. Right. And there's so much ugliness going on behind the curtain, right? So I, you know, I've helped some people upgrade their technology and bring in some new systems that were really cool. And I had to tell them, you know, this stuff's going to break too. You're going to hate parts of it. It's parts of it are going to suck. But it's going to give you so much improvement. It's going to help you so much with all these other things that even though it's going to come with its own level of frustration, it's going to, it's going to boost you years into the future. So don't think the upgrade is going to come with you know, chocolate and wine. It's not. It's going to come Absolutely. with a whole other set of problems. Then that's where the expectation management comes in, right? Yeah. Where, you, where you have to really lay it out and say, hey, this will increase productivity by, I don't know, 39%. However, once every three months, you're going to have to maintain it for it to work. And that costs money and time and downtime. Uh, when you, but you, when, you, when you do that expectation management, it gets easier as time passes and they realize there is a real upside to using technology. Yeah, and, and we're all used to using lots of free stuff, right? Lots of free apps for this and free apps for that. And it kind of, in my mind, kind of ruins your thinking as a business owner. You think you can get a lot of cool stuff for free, but the enterprise versions of things and the things that actually have, you know, 99.99% uptime, they're never free. Then, yeah, no, that is, again, it's expectation management. You see that in when you're operating remote teams uh, where, where one uh, young guy comes and says, hey, I found this software, this editing software, 
and you look at it, you say, hey, it's a cool one. But then that person thinks that the free version is the one you're going to use. But then when they get into it, see all the cool stuff, all the things that are really good are the paid version. Yeah. And then they are disappointed. And, you know, you, you talk about freemium model and explain to them why those things are free, you know, as a lead generation technique or, or as a customer acquisition methodology. But then they are very disappointed when they find out that the good stuff uh, is going to cost money. Right. And, and I, I may need a different way of phrasing this because I haven't found this to exactly be successful. But there have been many times when I said, what do you want? They got to make a living, too. And somehow that doesn't go over so well. I don't understand that. No, it, it is. I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's simple. I mean, I have made a habit out of, uh, out of a, a, a simple analogy. Uh, most businesses you work with have a product or a service that they sell. Uh, you just have to ask them, do you offer your product for, for free? No? Then why should the others? Right. Right? It's, it's business. It's, you know, there is a time and place for free tools and there are plenty of them available and there are good ones out there. But when it comes to enterprise level stuff, uh, your, your, your ability to choose gets dramatically challenged. Uh, they not that many version of, of uh, machine learning analytic software that are free. Right. Right. Well, so what's what's fascinating for me, though, is that a lot of the work you're doing is you're kind of, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes you're parachuting in as the guy who reworks how their operations work. Sometimes oh, yeah. you're the contract operations senior VP that kind of works from a distance to make things happen. And so I, I'm curious what where the tipping point is for companies when they go. Uh, we need somebody to help us figure out operations because it seems to me like a lot of times what people do first is they hire somebody for sales or hire somebody for marketing or somebody for accounting. And it seems like operations is a lot of times one of the last things that they surrender, so to speak. They finally go, ah, this is like a ball of yarn all knotted up. I need help with that. Well, where's the tipping point? Oh my God, you haven't heard, I have heard it all, uh, including a entrepreneur telling me, uh, how dare you thinking you can run my business better than I can. I mean, <laughs> it's, we are used to, right? We are used to as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we have accepted uh, some, some things. Like we know we don't do our own accounting or taxes. Every, every entrepreneur you ask has a uh, accountant, has a CPA. Uh, you don't see them write contract. They understand it is a legal process and you need an expert. But then when it comes to ops, most entrepreneurs I have met are reluctant to, to relinquish control because they think entrepreneurship equals being good at team management or an operation, which couldn't be further from the truth. Right. If you are an expert matter, subject matter expert, that doesn't make you to a good manager. It might make you a terrible manager because all you see is your subject that you know sometimes, right? 
exactly, exactly. I mean, the tipping points, the, I mean, there are some obvious tipping points. You know, you see it sometimes when, when the business owner is running the business. Instead of running the business, the business owner is being run by the business. Right, you know, they, right. they, they're putting out fires every day. They have to, and then they take a moment and say, okay, where's my time is better spent? going out and getting myself new customers and promote my product or put out daily fires. So other, is this a matter know. of endocrinology then? Are they just addicted to the adrenaline rush that they, you know, that they can't let go of that, uh, that they, you know, want to be in fight flight mode all the time. Cause that's how it seems sometimes that they're just feeding off of that, like crack or something. Yeah. Oh, no, it does. And it is, in my opinion, I mean, for lack of better words, sort of addictive, right? You, you are wanted, you are needed. The company can't function without you. And subconsciously or consciously, you refuse to give that up. Yeah. Uh, instead, of, instead of saying, what is in the best interest of the business? Am I going to grow by putting out daily fires? Or am I going to grow at doing what I do, product or services? Well, you know who I, I love to tell people about, and I don't know his story that well, but Craig Newmark from Craigslist, right? right. He's a customer service rep. He spends time on his <coughs> philanthropies. He doesn't manage anything. He said a long time ago, he said, that's not for me. I get other people to do that. I want to take phone calls and hear what my customers are doing. I want to work on my philanthropy. I want to you know, get to know my employees. I'm not doing that. And people used to call him a weirdo for that, but that's brilliant. He said, what I'm good at is listening and learning, and so that's what I'm going to do. No, and it makes sense. In a very logical, uh, rational way of thinking, you want to be doing something you are very good at, right? This is also a philosophical perspective that some entrepreneurs miss. It's, it's not about you being the Superman that can do it all. If you concentrate on doing what you are good at and delegate the rest to other people, you inherently are going to be more successful. You hire experts, you tell them your expectations, and then you stay out of their way. And that's how you grow a company. That's how you grow a company from half a million dollars revenue to four, six, Eight million within a couple of years. So is this is this a cultural thing? This Superman need is this like an American European kind of thing? Because you do business all over the world, and I've done a little bit of business in lots of other countries, and I'm not sure I see it quite so much in other places. I I, I think they look at look at it differently. I don't I don't think they try to put on a cape and jump off of buildings in other places. I, I don't know. I, Maybe I, off. No. Out of my experience, from my experience, it, it is a Western uh, cultural thing. Uh, you talk to uh, someone in, in Middle East or in Asia, they are more concentrated on numbers, on, on, on performance. They don't want to be. I, I think it's that uh, mentality that we all have to be successful at everything, right? You want to be number one in everything. Whereby, you know, and it's, it, it drives a lot of better things, innovations, discoveries, scientific uh, progress. It has its benefits. It leads us to be more innovative or, and leads us to be, uh, you know, uh, technologically more advanced quicker. 
but then that applies to a very segmented part of the industries, right? 95% of the businesses cannot adapt that, but they do because it's a cultural thing. Yeah. It is helpful if you are, you know, in forefront of medicine and then you are doing, uh, you have to want to be the best to discover the next cure or the next, uh, um, you know, medicine. But then in the daily operation, uh, wanting to be everybody's best person is, is just not only not realistic, it is impractical. You know, you, can, you can't run a team and, and be in tune with your team performance while you are expanding your business. Yes, of course, there are examples and expect, exceptions, but in general, they has only so many hours, right? You, you, you right. can get so much done. And after that, either you continue working more, which will burn you out, or you're just going to be in the, in the uh, middle of it every day and instead of growing your business and, 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 and being the entrepreneur that you were meant to be, you're dealing with human capital management issues. You're dealing with, with uh, how, how you keep your team happy, how you keep them productive. Things that should not be on your plate. Things that should be handed over to guys or girls that know how to keep a team happy. How to get them, how to get a remote team to function just like if they were sitting in the same office. As an entrepreneur, you're a subject matter expert. You have a product or service that you, that you are proud, proud of. But instead of completing that or advancing that or improving that, you are dealing with why person X hasn't showed up or why your accountant's uh, um, uh, biweekly reports are not in. Those are things that just take away from your time to do, to be the best you can be in what you are already good at. Yeah. So, so tell me more about what you see in the development of managing remote teams and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. Cause I see so many people doing that well and so many people doing it poorly. And uh, I'm involved in quite a few operations that are um, remote businesses where, you know, every employee is somewhere different or every vendor is somewhere different. And then I, I'm still working with some people who are very much, you know, in the, I guess in the, in the, in the uh, telco world, you call it premises based, right? They're premises based instead of something else, right? What's that looking like right now? Right now, I am seeing more and more businesses popping up that, do not subscribe to that mentality of I need an office, okay? Uh, I mean, I see that evolving. With every passing year, there's more people that understand the value of not having your employee commute to your work for an hour or, you know, uh, or, or have lunch breaks or, or not, having, uh, not having to deal with payroll. As I, as, as I see that, I, I also see challenges. You know, it, it, it's a two-sided coin, right? In office, you see your employees come in and work. In a remote environment, you don't see anybody, right? You're chatting with them or you're on the phone. Then if you're a bit old-fashioned and you wonder what your people are doing. So communication becomes a lot more, a lot more important. 
Project management tools become a lot more important. A lot of the things that otherwise would happen under the radar in office setting become substantially more important. You want to have, when you have a remote team, you want to have project management. One of the tools I use and God, I should get commission for how often I praise these guys. <laughs> a base camp. I couldn't mm-hmm. do, job, do my job without base camp. Okay. Base camp is, is, is the most important tool when you're managing uh, remote teams. Because that really gives you trackable, quantifiable uh, plans and data that you can see what your teams are doing. It allows you to feel the impact of the labor, okay? And then Google. Google business is, is unavoidable in, in, in remote team management yeah. from, from both cost and efficiency perspective. All clients I got, the first thing I do, I move them away from their windows and, and the private servers and, and everything Microsoft related. I move them right to Google. To Google yeah. Business, you know, you have the tools, you have the, you have, you, you have a collaborative environment where you can, you know, upload your stuff. Your team members can chime in. You can real time work on documents with each other. It makes it a little bit more tangible, and that allows the business owner to be more comfortable. So it is important to to have tools that allow the entrepreneurs to see what is happening. Otherwise, they doubt that there is something happening, that people are working and, and results are being achieved. It's one, one thing to have your quarterly numbers. Another is what's happening day to day, right? right. Uh, when you have a group chat on Google Hangout, the business owner can, can come in anytime he likes, right? If you have weekly meetings, or end of a day meeting with, with your marketing and, and, and advertising people, uh, the business owner can come in and just listen in. Yeah. Find out what the vendors are doing, what instructions are coming in, what results are being achieved, are the KPIs the ones he has, he has wanted, are they in working interest of business? It all adds up to that comfort that most entrepreneurs need knowing that their business is being worked on. Yeah, so I, I wonder whether we'll ever, or maybe we are in the middle of a shift in how we operate businesses, because for so long, we've been running the plantation model of business management, and even the factory model of business management is really just the plantation model of business management done indoors, and it, maybe we're starting to move more towards a uh, you know affiliation of experts or maybe moving back to sort of a, a tribal means where, you know, we all go out and hunt and we leave little marks along the trail of what we're doing or where we've been. But, you know, sooner or later for us, one of us is going to catch a deer and the whole village will eat, you know? So uh, I, I, I'm very curious because it, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a history geek and that plantation model is just so, so stupid and has always been stupid. And I wonder if we'll ever get away from it and if this is the vehicle for getting away from it. You know, <clears throat> sorry, I, I think we are seeing a shift. And I'm not talking about your, your uh, 
uh, famous people or your, you know, your Alan Masks or, or, or the rest of the crowd. Right. I'm talking about on the level of where action happens, your small business owners, right? The backbone of the economy, uh, where they have two to 10 employees or, or, you know, I see the shift, a seismic shift in that area. They are getting more comfortable with, with the idea that a business does not necessarily needs an office, okay? A office is the overhead cost, sometimes unnecessarily. Sometimes right. it's necessary. Some, you know, a retail store is necessary. Right. Maybe necessary, not with Amazon's, <laughs> not with Amazon's advances. But it's, if you have a, let's say, a production line or, or, uh, or if you are an agency, a marketing agency, now office is not per se one of the most important things you need. What you need is the human capital. Now, remote teams allow you to go find the appropriate talent. That's where, that's how, how business owners get more bang for their money. Because when you eliminate the geographic limitation, right? You, if you don't have to look within the 20 miles of your radius to hire your next pay-per-click expert, then uh -huh. you have choices, right? You, then suddenly the entire U.S. is game. You can choose someone. If you are in Florida, you can choose someone in Texas. If you're in yeah. Texas, you can choose someone in New York. You can find the best talent. And that also helps. I mean, it's, it helps in terms of overall expenditures. I mean, just think philosophically how much money is being spent on physical infrastructure, right? You have office, you have a secretary, a front desk, you have phone system, uh, you have to have your Microsoft Exchange servers, and, and, and you have to buy the licenses for each uh, station. Now think if that cost is not on the table, right? Google's business, uh, business uh, plan is like $10 per, uh, per user, if, if memory serves right. Basecamp is barely 20 bucks. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure of the numbers, though, but around, the same, around those numbers. Suddenly, yeah. your overhead cost goes dramatically down, right? You don't have IT costs because everything runs on Google. Your project management happens on Basecamp. Your document and Excel sheets are still on Google and can be accessed securely on any device anywhere in the world. Yeah, and if, if all, even if you're, the only savings you have is paper clicks and sticky notes, that's $1,000 a month right there. Oh, and it is, it is. I, had, I was working with a great <laughs> client of mine. It was really, really hard for him. He had an agency. Uh, uh, he had an advertising agency with almost, I would say, 300 employees. For him, uh, it, was, it was a real challenge, emotional challenge. Yeah. To, to, to not come, you know, he had that agency for 30 years. He's used to walk into office and everyone say, hey, boss, how you doing? Hey, John, how you doing? Yeah. It was when you did the math and told them, hey, you know, you don't have to come to work anymore. You can be on your yacht or be on the beach with your laptop and still run your business and you don't need an office. That, that was emotionally challenging because yeah. he's used to get, getting up, shaving, wearing a suit, and going to work. 
but that right. you, you run a three-month trial with a team, with a separate team, show him, hey, you could, you could get the same results with the same veracity with last overhead cost. It, 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 it opens their eyes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Well, I, I'm happy kind of leaving it there because if we can get people to open their eyes and look at their operation a little bit and think about how to do it more effectively and efficiently, that wouldn't be too bad. Oh, it? my God. I mean, it's, it's, I, I have seen from the time you and I used to work together, we, it's, it has come in a long way, technology, people's attitude, and it has – you know, the times we spend training people are now done in groups. Like you hire people, you mentor them online, you give them tools, you have knowledge bases. Things move faster. Your people hit the ground running faster. They become more productive, faster, quicker, and, and they have an ROI. And the replacements uh, or, or addition group for growing and scaling are, are just one click away, right? You, yeah. you don't have to look anymore for a 20-mile radius here to find the next uh, marketing strategist or the next uh, creative agency, right? Uh, you, are, you are one click away from LinkedIn and Indeed, right? You can find anyone mm -hmm. from anywhere in the world. As long as they have an internet connection and understand their job, you have access to them. Yeah. So... It's pretty fun. It is. I can't, I can't wait to see what we're going to do next. It'll be something interesting. I think, I think the next phase of this kind of remote management is going to go large scale. Uh, instead of, and I'm seeing some, some tests being done by some of my peers. They're not here in the U.S., they're overseas, where uh, staffing agencies are adapting this model. Uh, mm -hmm. Where, where uh, like, you know, I'm a lot involved in dentistry because of my family and my brother. Uh, it, I am seeing now uh, in East Asia agencies that are, are dental agencies, dental staffing agencies, but remote. So basically, yeah. your, your, your nurse or your front desk gets, gets literally taken over by someone that worked in dentistry for 20 years. You, know, you just have grasshopper phone number. And anywhere in the world, they answer it, they make your appointment, and you're done. I'm seeing that evolving into other things, marketing, advertising. I mean, the, the limits are only our imaginations, correct? Yeah. Well, and that's for another conversation we'll have about what's next and, and all those kinds of things. I think uh, you've left me, at least, with some wonderful things to think about while I'm doing whatever's next, so... I'm glad you could join us and visit for a little while. It is great to get caught up always. It's always a pleasure, my friend. All right. I am wishing you a really wonderful rest of your day, and thank you for having me. And same here, brother. Take it easy. You too. Bye. All right, bye.